Welcome to Funding the Dream, the number one podcast for the number one crowdfunding platform, Kickstarter. Now here's your host, Richard Bliss. Welcome to Funding the Dream. I am Richard Bliss, the host. Thank you for joining me. It is great to have you here. I always appreciate the time that you give to me to spend some time that we can just kind of talk together about things that you find interesting, that I find interesting, and that can go back and forth. I do enjoy the comments, the tweets, the Facebook uh, comments, and I appreciate the support that everybody has given me, particularly the support that comes on Patreon, and that has been great for those of you who have been supporting me for a long time on the Patreon account, particularly Battle Hardened Games. They have continued to be a great sponsor of the show, and we very much appreciate the support they have given us. Their Kickstarter campaign ran a few months ago, and Battle Hardened Games, you can go out and find them on the website. Please support those who support the show. Now, my guest today is somebody here local in the, I'm in San Jose, here local in the San Jose area, and I've invited on the show because they're doing something that I think you should probably do in your area, and that is they are hosting a protospiel, an unpub conference, and so my guest is Jeremy, Jeremy Commander, the host of protospiel here in San Jose. Jeremy, thanks for being on the show. I'm very glad to be here. So, we, Jeremy, you and I have known each other for a couple of years, and we were, we've been kind of involved a little bit. I was at the very first one of your protospiels. This is, uh, it's coming up here, I think, what, was it year four? Is that what we're looking at? This is year four for us, absolutely. And so for those who are listening, some of them might not know what a protospiel or a unpub publication, I guess, I don't even know how to describe it. I guess I could, but why don't you sure, tell, sure. tell the listeners what we're, what we're talking about? Absolutely. So there are two umbrella organizations in the U.S. that encourage people and help people to host a prototype board game meetup or convention. And the purpose of one of these is to help designers playtest their games, to meet other designers, to network, to get advice from other designers. Uh, and so Unpub is one based in the, uh, in the East Coast, and they've been going for several years now, and they have their websites Unpub. Uh, .net, uh, and they have like a feedback form and advice to get started, and you can register an event with them to hold what's called an Unpub Mini in your town or your game store. It's a really easy way to start. Uh, and then Protospiel, that kind of predates Unpub. Very similar format, similar idea, uh, and I think they're protospiel.org, uh, and then that, and that has spawned different Protospiel events around the country. The same idea, you organize like a mini con or conference for game designers and players to come together and play test games and really make those games better. Now, you personally have been doing a your own little personal monthly proto-con event uh, every Thursday night. I, I actually went to one of those, right? Yeah, so that, that I've been doing for several years now, and I have like a weekly game night I host, and then once a month we do a prototype night, and for the prototype night, the game designers all pick, pitch in 20 bucks, and we buy a bunch of pizza, and we, we kick in some games from our own collections for raffle prizes and raffle those off as like a thank you for players to come out and play the prototype games and give feedback. And that's kind of a, a miniature version of the same kind of idea. Uh, and if you wanted to start doing something like this yourself, that'd be a great way to start to say, hey, we're going to have some free pizza to come play some games and just give some feedback. It'd be fun. And you could arrange to do that at your local game store or at like a mom and pop pizza shop that has a lot of tables and ask them what's a slow night for them. Or uh, you could try to say, hey, can we, can we book this many tables on a Saturday? Like we're booking a birthday party and do something like that. And if you want help promoting it, 
you can register that as an Unpub Mini on unpub.net, uh, and they'll help spread the word out to other designers. Uh, and that's a great way to get started if you wanted to host something like this yourself. Now, you went, when you went about hosting this yourself, uh, I can remember we had lots of conversations as this got ready to go because there's so many different moving parts. How did you – you had your own little one that was going on, but how did you kind of get involved where you were doing a protospiel? This is an official protospiel West Coast event here in the San Jose area. Yes. How, how did you get yes. involved with that? Yeah. So uh, I originally – I backed some Kickstarter campaigns. Uh, for Minion Games, uh, and James Matthew runs Minion Games, and he had a pledge level where he would buy you dinner at Gen Con, and you could meet the designer of the, the game for that, that Kickstarter. And I guess some people want to meet the designer and talk shop. Uh, some people want to you know, pitch Matthew's uh, game because he's a publisher, uh, and I backed at the level because I was just curious to learn more about the, the board game industry and how it works. And so I showed up at that dinner with like a page of questions to ask James Matthew, and he's a, he's a very, many people, some people have met him in real life, he's a very animated character, he's a serial entrepreneur, he talks super fast, and so I just peppered him with questions for like an hour and a half, and asked him everything I could think of uh, about the board game industry, and one of the things he told me, if you really want to get better as a game designer, or you really want to level up your game designs, you need to go to a protospiel event. Uh, and, and there you have other designers play your game and they're really going to give it a, a critical look and you're going to build your network and you're going to meet other people in the industry and other designers and they're going to give you good advice. Uh, and so based on that, I went to Protospiel, Michigan, uh, which is kind of like the, the oldest Protospiel in the U.S. And I met uh, Dave, uh, David, who, who runs that. I may pronounce his last name right. I think it's, I think it's Witcher. Uh, and I also met him at the dinner with Matthew. He was the designer of the game that was the, for the Kickstarter was. And so I, I met him and I also went to Protospiel uh, Austin and I talked to the organizer there and asked him, how do you do things and how do things work? And he had a couple of interesting ideas that I incorporated into how I do uh, uh, Protospiel out here in San Jose. And then I went to Protospiel Houston uh, and met Kevin Nunn, who runs that one. And Kevin, I, I consider a mentor. He has given me a, a great deal of, of good advice over the years on hosting a Protospiel and also uh, designing games. And so as I was going to these events, I, I met some other people from the West Coast and talking to like Matthew, he's like, yeah, there's none of them out in the West Coast. There's nothing in Oregon or LA or the Bay Area or, or nowhere. Nobody's doing anything out there. There was no protospiels west of Texas. Uh, and so I said, well, you know what? I'm going to try and organize one and do one myself. And so I, uh, I wrote to uh, the, the kind of the current o operator of protospiel.org, and that was David, who I'd met at Gen Con and at his event. And I said, hey, can I register this as like an official protospiel event and set this up so it's linked off your website? And he said, sure. And I, so I set up a website for the event and I arranged the local game store that has a lot of tables to, to rent out all their space uh, over the weekend. And I said, hey, what would it cost to like rent out the, all the tables for a Friday, Saturday, Sunday uh, and do a big board game prototype event. And they're very supportive of the local community. So honestly, they cut me an amazing deal to rent out their space. It's, it's really a, 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 quite a good deal to rent that out. The only caveat was I couldn't do anything Friday night because I couldn't interfere with Friday night magic, which, you know, makes the store a lot of money. So right. I, I understand that. <laughs> right. <laughs> that there are, there are priorities. There are priorities. Yeah. And I was hoping to get 50 people that first year. I thought, you know, if I can get 50 people to kind of show up and test games. Because when I, when I went to Protospiel, Michigan, 
I think they had around between 70 and 90 people. And then Austin had around the same number. Uh, and then Houston, Portsmouth, Houston was a little smaller than that. Uh, and I thought, you know, if I can get like 50 people for my, my first time out, that'd be great. And then 150 people showed up that first year. Yeah, and, and I was showed me there's a lot of. I remember it because we were, as we talked yeah. about it beforehand, it was like, how many people are going to show up? Is it really going to be worth it? Is the cost? There were all those questions <laughs> that we had. And you're right. Yeah. And then, then all those people showed up. And I can remember asking the audience, how many of you is the first time you've ever come to this game store? And a more, large portion of the, of the audience raised their hands. They had never been in that yeah. game store before. Right. And that game store had been in, has been in the Bay Area for years. They had been in a location for years. They had moved once before, but that was like a very old game store. And I was surprised, too, about how many people had never been there before. What I found is that even in a major metropolitan area, like here in the Bay Area, the board game community is very insulated, and people have their own little local group, and it doesn't necessarily interact with any other groups, even for big events. And I'm always surprised about how many little insulated pockets that I eventually run into that have never heard of some of the local game stores or never heard of the, the Portisville event we've been doing now for, for four years. So now you hit 150 people. So it, suddenly it was one of the biggest Protospiels that they'd ever had. That was a quite yeah. surprise. Now, I mean, now where are we? Last year, we had uh, 80 game designers and 500 unique people come out to play games over that three-day period, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and that made it the largest protospiel in the country. The only thing bigger is Unpub Prime out on the East Coast, because now that draws like a couple thousand people, and that's, that's, that's the only event that's bigger in the country at this point. It's, and it's crazy that this success is just, I mean, people are coming together for a weekend to play games that aren't published, unfinished, yes. in, in, in prototype, I mean, I got to admit personally, yep. that drives me nuts. I don't do beta software. <laughs> I don't, it just drives me nuts. And I, and I have to admit, I will not, I sat down a couple of times and it's painful because I just, I'm just not that guy. I'm not that target audience, but hundreds of people are coming in for the sole purpose of sitting down and playing a game that has not, never been published. What do you think the draw is? I, I got to admit that there was a little bit of a draw because a couple of years ago, one of those protospiel attendees was matt leacock and it was pandemic legacy that they were demoing yeah right yeah people got to test that early and and, and i think i think go ahead i think if you're a board uh, if you're a board game fan i and you like to play board games you know playing prototypes may not be for you because you know some of them are awful you, you don't you can't tell when you design a game how well it's going to play until you have other people in their own mind space and their own perspective, try it. So and I'll design a game and I'll try it out. And some of them are fun to play right out of the gate, but a lot of them are just terrible flops and they're, they're horrible for the first play. And that's, that's can be typical. So some people don't like to deal with prototypes because they're imbalanced. They have problems. They, they might not be that great, but on the, on the flip side, if you like to play games, uh, now your game playing is doing something useful and productive you are supporting the local game designers and the local game design industry, and you are helping them make a better product for you. So your, your play is actually doing something productive and useful to your community. And I think it's a good way of thinking about what, what you are doing is of high value when you're just having fun 
and playing a game, you are really doing something useful with your time. And I think it's a good way of thinking about why you might want to go to a protospiel event. Yeah, way to make me feel terrible. But uh, I can understand <laughs> why somebody else might want, to, might want to go. And obviously, it's working because hundreds of hundreds of people are attending these events. And what's interesting is that you, you've, you've touched on a point, and that is years ago, so many games were designed. You designed it. You playtested it with friends and family. They all gave you extremely positive feedback. You thought, this is a hit. You got 2,000 copies. You put them in your garage, and it flopped. And it's because the key to successful playtesting is obviously getting it beyond your insulated group of friends and family. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I, you and I are both big Kickstarter fans. I, I've backed more than 400 Kickstarter campaigns now, mostly board games. And I get a lot of hits from Kickstarter that are fantastic games. And I get a lot of games that have kind of classic design mistakes. And I've had that. And I can tell that game never went to a protospiel or unpub event. And had it gone there and other designers played that game, they said, yeah, this, this is kind of a classic game design problem. And here's how you fix it. And that game would have been a lot better had it gotten to that outside testing, had it gotten to an event like this to really level up that game and make it a better game. Do we know any of those uh, off the top of your head, some of those classic game design gotchas? Yeah, it's the, uh, the, one of the, the, the classic ones is what we call a, a rich get richer problem. And so a rich get richer problem is where uh, you want to reward people for doing things in the game they're supposed to do. So you, you give them rewards and that gets them further ahead in the game, which then makes them more powerful and gives them more options and accelerates this thing where the guy who comes up to the early lead you may have a runaway leader and they just get so far ahead, no one can catch up. And so game designers might show you how to, how to uh, have a leveling threshold where, let's say, in a classic dice rolling game where you're rolling dice to produce resources, once you hit a certain level of victory points or a certain level of economy, you lose a die. And so now you're ahead and you, you lose one of your die as a tax or whatever. And this kind of uh, adds what we call rubber banding to the game, but it helps keep the game closer or the scores closer, allowing people to catch up. Uh, other game designers may help you figure out how to do a catch-up mechanic or a pick on a leader to keep games uh, closer. Or another classic game design problem is uh, sometimes all the points are public. And so halfway through the game, I can tell that I've lost. I'm losing because I'm way behind in points and so-and-so has already won. And it's really not fun for me to play out the second half of the game. But if some of the points are hidden or secret, I have a hidden goal or a secret goal or victory points are awarded each round and then they go face down. Uh, now I don't know that I'm losing. I don't, I don't know how, I have a sense I'm maybe behind, but I don't know the margin I'm losing by. I'm still engaged or involved with the game. And there are lots of little things like that uh, that you may not consider as your first designer. Or the nice thing about playing with a designer is that they've played lots of games. And as a game designer, you want to play lots of different games. You see different mechanics. So you may sit down with some other designers and they go, this is really cool, but someone could troll your game and ruin the economy in your game by doing this classic troll move just to mess everybody up for the fun of it because they'd like to see the world, bur world burn. And you can fix it by lifting this mechanic from this other game that already solved that problem. So go play this game. You'll see how they did that, and you can apply that to your game to make it a better game. And that's, and that's, really, that's going to come from people who are going to give you objective uh, non-emotional advice that's just going to say, look, it's ugly, and here's where it's ugly, and you can make it uh, prettier. And and it's not easy for a game designer to be able to sit there and take that kind of feedback, is it? 
It is. It can be hard to take that feedback because the, the game is your baby and you're very you know, emotionally involved with the creation. You put a lot of time and energy and effort into it. And not, not every game you design is going to be great. Uh, and you, I think one of the, the most frustrating things for someone who has a game idea and designs their first game is they design a game and they play test it and they develop it. And it turns out to be a good game. This game is a good game. It's fun to play. It works well. But it's not special. It's not unique from other games. It's not a great game. And because of that, it will probably never get published because it doesn't stand out from the crowd enough. And it can be frustrating as a designer to c commit all that time and effort and then not have something that can get published. Uh, and so I encourage starting out to game designers to work on more than one game. Uh, do more than one thing. You'll learn faster. You'll make better games as you're working on more than one uh, game or one, more than a set of mechanics. And by all means, when you get that game to the point where you feel it's, it's, it seems to be playable, maybe after the first couple of tests, take it to a protospiel or an unpub event or host your own and really give that game an acid test to see, is this game good enough? What can be improved in this game? And it can really level up your game. One last point, we only have a few minutes left here, um, is that one of the things also to think about these protospiels is that if you're a game publisher, one of the things, and I've talked about this with other guests on my show, it's talked about feeding the beast. You have a success, you put your game out there, you get it on Kickstarter, you raise your money, you publish your game. Now, your audience, your fans, your crowd wants the next version, wants another game from you. And sometimes these protospiels are the perfect place to go to find those budding games that you're like, yep, that is going to work well. So one of the things I have suggested in the past to some publishers is to do their own type mini protospiel so that they can get first dibs or first look at so many of those games that are coming into their, their market. Absolutely. Matthew hosts and funds a protospiel out in his area for Vermillion Games. Uh, Jamie Stegmeyer, Stonemeyer, he hosts a design day every year in, in his city and in next to the woods. And there are some that are doing that. And that's really a, a great way also to give back to your local community that's supported buying your game and playtesting your game is that you're hosting a community event. And it's a great way to give back to the community and re-engage with them and also see maybe some interesting ideas coming down the pipe. Or you might even, even if you don't pick up a game there, you may see a trend because now you get to see a sampling of what all these games are being worked on. You're like, wow, I see a whole bunch of games that are legacy games or uh, dice games with interchangeable dice faces. And I think this may be a, a trend in the future. You can get some market intelligence from one of these events as well. Great idea. Hey, Jeremy, thank you so much. We're out of time. Thank you so much for being here on the show to talk about this. For those who are interested in the Protospiel San Jose, where can they go to find more information? Absolutely. You can go to BoardGameBuilders.com. That's our website for the event, BoardGameBuilders.com. Uh, or... Uh, most protospiels have their ticket sales through a wonderful website called tabletop.events. You can go to tabletop.events, and there you can get a free player ticket. Or I have a couple designer badges left. You can sign up for one of the last designer spots. Uh, and you can check out not only Protospiel San Jose, but other protospiels around the country and look at their updates and what's going on with those. Jeremy, thanks again. All righty. Glad to be here. You've been listening to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. My guest has been Jeremy Commander, the host of Protospiel San Jose. I hope that you have found something inspiring. I know I always do. Jeremy's been a very great guest for us. Look forward to hearing from you and how successful you are with your own Protospiels around the country. Thanks for listening. Take care. 
It's not very often that I forget to do something on my podcast, but Jeremy and I realized after we got done talking that we had forgot to actually tell you where and when Protospiel San Jose is happening. It's happening April 7th through the 9th at Game Castle Mountain View. If you're in the San Francisco Bay Area during that weekend, be sure to stop by, say hello. It's free to all those who want to walk in and play the games. Take care.